Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. All right, we are quarantine podcasting once again from Palm Springs today. It's just me. Brock is busy working away in the garage, getting everyone's workout band sent to them. And I have Kristen Doty with me today. How are you? You know, just kicking it in the pouring effing rain. Yeah, it's actually, it's not pouring here, but it started drizzling this morning when we were doing our live workout. And I was like, wait, babe, we got to like move like under the, like on the outside area I have that's covered. Cause I'm like, it's legitimately like starting to rain. He's like, it's just sprinkling. I'm like, okay, but I don't want to get soaked in this 40 minute workout. So let's yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so that's a whole different kind of workout. <laughs> completely. But the weather's been pretty nice here. It's like cloudy this week, but for the most part, it's been pretty good. So yeah. can't can't complain too much. But yes. you have a beautiful house you've quarantined in as well. Speaking of workout, I just have to say I'm completely obsessed i think i dm'd you this on instagram but that tiktok that you and brock did this one because i had saw that on instagram that someone had done it maybe like a few days before that and i'm like that is the coolest i need to be like in shape enough to do that on time and then you guys did it when you like rolled underneath brock and he did that (laughs) push-up that was yeah no it was so fun and i mean we got that literally on like the second try we did it, the first time I was, I think like he messed up the foot once and then like we didn't do the roll the first time yeah. and we just did um like the inchworm like up and then he was like, no, 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 let's make it better. And I'm like, babe, just do it. Like it's fine. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 we can make this better. I'm like, Ugh. it's like, I don't want to one up it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fighting over. But the thing is too, he's always like, right with his creative ideas and I love it, but I'm like, oh, it's so annoying. So I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Why did I think you were wrong when you're actually <laughs> right? And yeah, that made it so much better. And it was fun because, yeah, you know, got the rolly. So, um, all right. So you are not quarantined alone. Am I right? Correct. I have a quarantine buddy. Yes. So a lot of people (laughs) have been asking about your quarantine buddy since my vlog came out. And by the way, I'm so (laughs) glad. I'm so glad I brought my camera that day because I had like, that was like my first actual vlog I recorded. Like we did a Q and a, but that day I was like, I'm just going to bring my camera. I'm like, Kristen won't think it's weird. I'm going to be like, you know, I just started YouTube and just capturing Sunday fun day. But really I had this whole plan and it worked out exactly as I wanted, even better. Yeah, so that was, I was, it was fun to watch it back where you're like, yeah, so Kristen basically thinks that she came up with this idea that I've convinced her. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was so good. I had so much fun with that because I'm like, I'm not a manipulative like type of person. So yeah. to be able to just like convince you to do what you already were going to do. It yeah, was, it didn't take a whole fun. lot of work. I mean, it was fun because then I, when I got to watch it back, it's like one of the small positives of being on Vanderpump Rules is that for the good moments, we always have this video log of all these great moments. Like the shitty moments suck, but all the great moments are so awesome. And the funny moments are fun to look back on. So it was like, we're not filming, but yeah, I have this video log of a surprise birthday and I've never had one before. So that was- I know. I was like, I was just, I was so excited to be able to like get that put together. And I mean, who could have expected that with your freaking neighbors? Like- that just added to the intensity, but, um, but yeah, I was just, I was really excited. I got to capture all of that for you. Cause I'm like, you're never going to see your birthday on the show. Like your birthday is in the winter. We're never filming then. So I was excited to be able to capture that. You know, like I usually don't do anything for my birthday. Last year was fun because we went to Nashville. You were out of town. 
I was in Australia. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we went to Nashville, which is the first time I've really done anything for my birthday as long as I can remember since maybe like my early 20s. I usually go yeah. like four years in a row. And this year, yep. <laughs> I was like, I don't really care. Like, it doesn't really matter. And I was in Michigan for my actual birthday anyway. So I like, got to see my family and that was like a really fun surprise. Yeah. And so that's what worked out well too, because it wasn't like on your actual birthday. And I was just like, wait, I was like, I miss you. Like, I want to see you before I go to London. Let's do Sunday fun day. Like let's celebrate your birthday. <laughs> yeah. And I think to me, what, what like connected with me and really stuck with me the most were, you know, the few of you guys that were kind of in charge of, of throwing it and wrangling it. And then once we, once I got there and saw everyone was there and how many different friend groups of mine were there with yeah. my mind, cause it wasn't just, you know, those of us from the show, it was like three, four different friend groups and everyone yeah. came together. And I was reminded of that a couple of times. And that's what made it so special to me. It was like, you might be going through some shit right now with certain people that you're not friends with anymore, but these people all love you. Like, look how many people are here. To yeah. show their love and support and care about you. And that was like really special. That was my favorite part about the day. I was like, everyone is here genuinely because they want to be here. Yeah. They love Kristen. No one has a call time. <laughs> the only camera was mine. <laughs> but it's like, I love that because like there are things sometimes and that's like, I'll get asked like, why weren't you there? And I'm like, yeah. There's a thing called call times. There's microphones. You know, it's like, right. we can't all go to every event because we are making a show, right? but that's what I just love so much about your birthday. And like my birthday last year too, I know um, most of you guys like weren't in town, but I had 50 people I convinced to wear white, mm -hmm. get on a boat, go out in the middle of the ocean. I was like, am I a cult leader? It was the best birthday I've ever had because like there weren't any like forced conversations or fights or anything not that it's forced but you know it's like well yeah. here's a party and it's our job and we're gonna have to bring up this awkward conversation that we might not yeah. normally bring up at a birthday party so right I um I love that for us yeah me too yeah. so um I'm sure you I mean I obviously know everything but for my <laughs> listeners I had this question come in a million times and everyone just wants to know you can give oh, a very sure. short answer what's the latest with you and carter oh i mean we are doing the best we can to co-parent the dogs and by that i mean the dogs are with me during quarantine um, <laughs> um but i mean he texts me once in a while to check in on them asking if there's a way that he could keep them for a couple of days but honestly that's really all we talk about um nothing but love and respect for him I've moved on. I believe he's doing the same, um, staying cordial and cool and, you know, all of that. Yeah. Well, That's, good. Yeah. Love that. Nothing crazy to tell. I mean, we went through the ringer for, for long enough, you know, but but we're being cool about everything. Yeah. Well, that's good because you guys are going to have those dogs for a long time. So the fact that you can get along and be mature and co-parent is awesome. And yeah. I mean, he can, he can absolutely, you know, if he wants to see them, if we weren't in quarantine, it'd probably be different. But prior to quarantine, he was either picking them up or I was dropping them off or more likely we were having our trainer pick them up for a hike in the morning, drop them to him later. So we really didn't even have to interact all that much. I think right. that was a healthier decision for both of us. Um, but yeah, I mean, they live with me and they can see him whenever he wants to see them, as long as he's at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my only rule. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. For now. So to go back to my vlog, mm -hmm. obviously we all saw you plant a kiss on someone who helped throw this whole party together. So tall man. Yes, a very, a very tall, nice person who I like very much around. But what what can you tell the listeners about this mystery man you were smooching in my video? Um, I mean, I don't know if there's I, – I haven't – I was trying to keep it very under wraps because we're dating, and I've said that publicly already, you know, like yeah. we're having a really great time, and we're – Obviously, he's now like he's kind of was back and forth between his house and mine, and and that's fine because we're not socially interacting with anyone else. Um, I've now I don't think I've been quite as private. Like I've tagged him a couple of times because it started feeling very secretive. 
and it's mm-hmm. not that I wanted it to be that way. I just didn't really feel like it's just nice to keep it to ourselves. And I don't think that I need to like shout it from a mountaintop or do some big press release right now about someone that I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, but it, it started feeling like a little weird that I was like purposefully keeping him out of things. Right. So I kind of got to a point of trying to find a happy medium where I can still just like live my life. And although I know it's just fucking Instagram and that sounds a little weird and maybe even petty, but right now during lockdown, it's kind of all we have. Yeah. <laughs> connecting with all of our friends is like FaceTime and Zoom and Instagram. You know what I mean? Right. So I I suddenly was like catching myself pretending that I was like home alone and doing all these things where he was like sitting right there. And it just started feeling like not natural and not me just living my life. So um, he has gone private on Instagram. <laughs> but Brock did that for a minute too. <laughs> yeah, he's a really nice guy that our whole friend group knows and they've known him for uh, many years. We yeah. didn't close until, you know, I would say in the last four or five months, but mm-hmm. when it's time to to talk about it, I'll talk about it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I understand that more than I know. anyone. So I mean, we still like it was you and yeah. Brock. You know, I mean, we still haven't done like a hard static post together. Like I did the one in Bali where you can't see his face and I didn't tag him just to be like, hey, boys, I'm off the market. Right. Now it's like Brock is your boy. You guys have been dating for quite a long time. Yeah. And I mean, I've been posting stories and stuff, but I'm just like, I don't need to post it all over Instagram every week to just have people comment nasty shit below. And it's just like. Nah, I'm good. I, yeah. I like where we are. I like our, our quarantine bubble we're in currently. Yeah. It's just but, that thing that, that is, um, that I think, you know, your listeners and viewers of the show will probably understand this because I think a lot of the girls on our show have talked about this before, but it does get a little nerve wracking to start either talking to someone or casually date someone or even make some, you know, make someone your boyfriend, like start <laughs> dating someone seriously. <laughs> knowing what's to come, knowing that once, you know, if we get a season nine and we start filming season nine, it's like, okay, you're about to be thrown to the wolves. And it's, I know what people, you know, if he, if he and I become really serious and that is something I have to think about then. And mm-hmm. it's like, what are people going to, the, the dumb troll is going to say about him or what are they going to say to him about dating me? I mean, he knows me, but it's, it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of worry. And so that is something that I've just tried to sort of Keep under wraps for as long as I can. Same. I mean, obviously, we're in the exact same situation yeah. here. I'm just like thinking back to the last like a few years of my yeah, life. Not like, filmed yet. That's so weird. No, I know. It's, it's like we've done. No, it's we've done like so, so much. Yeah, but we've done like so much YouTube and like podcasts and whatnot together. But like, I met him like three weeks after we wrapped season eight. So right. it's like. There will be nothing of him on the show. Like BravoTV.com has like done a few articles and like posted some things of us. It's at BravoCon. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's like, it's no secret, but as far as like the show goes, it's so funny because I'm like, okay, go back to 2016. I get divorced. Then I start dating Rob for like six months and then we start filming. And then that ends right after filming. Mm -hmm. And then I start talking to Max for a month or two when we're not filming and then that ends and then we start filming and it was just like I'm like wait I keep like starting something around it's always like around like October November December like well, right when, around then it's when you have timed yourself yeah but then it's like okay what's gonna happen in six months like right I mean you know everything was great with Rob until filming or except at least Rob. I thought. Except for Rob. Except for him. <laughs> Everything yeah. was great with Rob except for who Rob is. Except for who he was. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, and that was one of the things, like, when I met Brock, I was just like, look, you need to know exactly what you're signing up for because you don't know anything about my life, who I am. And I'm like, this, in six months, like, eight months from now, whenever we start filming again, hopefully we do, like things will be different. It's like, we've gotten to know each other and now we're literally living together in quarantine. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, we've gotten to know each other outside of this. Like, yeah, the show's airing, but he doesn't watch it. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be really weird come hopeful season nine, because also everyone's like, oh my God, is he going to be on the show next season? And I'm like, 
honestly, I don't know. And it's not because like, I want to like be like Lala and be like, I'm not putting my relationship on the show. I want my private life. But he legitimately does not live in Los Angeles and runs a business seven days a week down in San Diego. Right. So like, I don't know how much, if at all, you will see him if there's a season nine, but it's not because like, I'm trying to like be a bitch and keep it private. It's just like, I'm, I'm low key doing a long distance relationship, even though it's two hours, but two yeah. hours with two businesses in different cities. I mean, that's, it's a lot. I think that's something that I would like also the viewers, I think, to understand or in your listeners to understand um, that watch Vanderpump Rules, something that is as difficult for us as it is for the viewers. Like I sympathize with the viewers that they feel very not in the know where they're living in what we're wow. airing right now. Right. Because yeah. they, how would they know any better? But I don't like to ruin like the magic of the entertainment of television, but it, at the end of the day, it's a television show that was not filmed yesterday. It was filmed months ago. Mm -hmm. So it is sort of, confusing I think for them to to not understand that you're not still going oh well Max or Brett and Dana this that whatever and I'm not still like harping over Carter that was right. so, such a long time ago but I sympathize with them because that's number one the world they're living in right now when they're watching it every Tuesday yeah How, and, I, and I want them to live in that world I want them to live in the magical fairyland of Bravo TV. <laughs> <laughs> because that's why we do what we do but it's just that the comments of, of the people on social media or, you know, the the different wannabe tabloids, the shitty ones that do these dumb articles that don't understand that things change. And that my other concern, which I feel like you probably had this concern in the past, um, is that, you know, whenever, let's say, Homeboy and I, you know, do decide to get serious and we and we make that step. Is it suddenly going to be that like I jumped from one boyfriend to the next, even though it's been over a year since Carter and I actually broke up and it's yeah. been a good eight months since filming finished, therefore eight months that I legitimately have not had any romantic connection to Carter whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Yet, you know, at any point they're going to be like, oh, here she goes, relationship gypsy one more time. So <laughs> It's fresh. It's just like a little frustrating, but I understand the viewer's frustration as well because they don't know any better. Yeah. And I mean, it is frustrating because then it's like, and I think the viewers like are starting to see, I mean, they're seeing less of like a, you're, you and I and like certain like James, I know you don't care about that, but like they're sure. seeing less of us because there are more people on the show whose mm -hmm. lives we need to show. So right. I'm like, I can't get mad when people just judge me on, oh, this desperate, annoying boy, crazy girl. Cause I'm right. like, I get it. That's all you're seeing, but how about you go watch my YouTube. You've got a little bonus footage, <laughs> a little secrets revealed and see a little more. And then if you still don't like me and you don't fuck with me, then that's fine. You know, not everyone vibes as we see in our friend group and just in life in general. So, right. and we don't vibe with everyone that we are around and people don't always vibe with us. And I get that. Exactly. But just don't be assholes, you know? That's the thing. And I love what you posted on Instagram last night. It was just a very general statement, but you know, it's like, just how about don't be an asshole? Like, it's not hard to be a nice person. It's actually hard for me to be a bitch. Like that day that I had to like haze quote unquote Dana and give her bitch side work that I didn't want to do because Peter told me to like yeah. it. I, Kristen, I was like sweating. My heart was racing. Like my palms were sweaty. Like, it was like that Eminem song. I was just like, I felt so sick to my stomach that I, like, had to, like, low-key be mean to her and be like, you need to do this and you need to do that. Because I'm like, this isn't me. But, like, you know, I mean, technically, Peter's my boss. And if he's like, right. oh, go make her do this, that, and the other, I was like, okay. And, like, You're I like, tried to have fun with it. But, like, right. it, was, oh. it felt so gross inside. Like, every time I wasn't, like, nice to her. Because I'm like, this anger is so misdirected. It is not you personally. It's not a Max thing. It's just, like... I was so frustrated with, you know, just what was being covered and what wasn't. And you actually see me explain that in full on the after show. Mm -hmm. I don't know if everyone's watched that yet, but I was like, oh, wow, they, they left in like my whole reasoning of what I was and wasn't jealous of. And it was right. never over a guy like, oh, my God. I mean, Lord, help me if I'm jealous over Max and Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, okay, so I had so many more fan questions come in. Um, M. Joel wants to know, how do you feel about Ariana being friends with Stassi now that you and Ariana are friends? 
I mean, I don't care who is friends with who it, because my friendship with so specifically this question, Ariana's friendship with Stassi or with anyone else literally doesn't concern me. Ariana Mm -hmm. has a handful of friends that I would rather throw myself in front of traffic than be near. (laughs) And I'm not talking about show people. I'm talking just about other people in her life, but that is her. And she has a friendship with them. It just doesn't concern me. She doesn't treat me any differently. It doesn't affect our friendship or our trust at all. It never has since we've been friends. So it's like, you know, I don't, I don't like some of her friends um, and Stassi and I don't get along, but it's like, why I would never want my friends to not be friends with someone Yeah. just because of me. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Well, no, okay. I mean, the prime example, me and James, like, like I mean, we kind of fell off for like, a minute, but. Using Stassi as an example, because that's what, you know, your listener asked, but it's like, mm-hmm. if Stassi were to go to Ariana and talk a bunch of shit about me and Ariana sat there like nodding her head going, mm-hmm, yeah, girl, I get you, which she would never do because that's not right. who Ariana is, that that would not be cool. But yeah. I, I trust in my, like, I have enough confidence in my own friendships with all of my friends that it doesn't, that's why it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, good. I love that. Yeah. At Share Can of Love wants to know when will you be adding more to the James May store because she really wants to buy. Yeah, I actually got this question a lot this week. So because of lockdown, especially in Los Angeles, we don't have access to our office downtown, which means we are not printing any new shirts, any new inventory. So yeah. everything that we have currently printed because a lot of you guys don't know the way that we run my companies, we don't print you know, hundreds of units um, pre-order. We do like small batch as things are ordered because we do so many collections throughout the year. Yeah. And because we're not able to do that right now, we have everything that was already in inventory in our office downtown moved to my back home office. I'm That is all that's on the site right now. We just decided to like make the site a little bit cleaner rather than being like sold out across the board. But as soon as we are safe and allowed to have access to our office and our printing facilities, again, everything will be back up and running. Love that. And that's also why we did like such a massive sale because we all, we are sensitive. We want to keep selling. Obviously I'm a small business and I have a small team of people and this is their livelihood, but Uh we're also very empathetic that people just don't have money to be throwing around buying things right now, but we're still trying to stay in business at the same time. So. Right. I know. I just like, ordered all of the beanies for boy crazy merch, but I'm like, I don't feel right selling things to people right now. So I was like, you can't not feel right selling things. No, we'll buy them. And if people can't, then they can't right now. But what Brock and I decided to do is he has a friend who makes medical grade face masks. So they're going to send us a bulk of those. And for every beanie sold, we're going to be donating face masks. Amazing. Yeah, because I'm like, I just I just personally, like, I wanted to have somewhat of a charitable aspect to it if I'm going to be selling things in this yeah. time that can help people in yeah. need. No, that's so smart. I want to give, like, a little shout-out to uh, – quick shout-out to Nat Sketty, Gigi's wife, Gigi Gordon's yeah. wife, because Nat did this really amazing video the other day for her uh, retail line, Strike Oil, and because she has, you know, the means to do so rather than – continuing to print her and, and produce her inventory, they decided to start doing uh, masks instead and, and different things that they can do to help out the community. So mad shout out to Strike Oil and to Nat Getty for, you know, having the means to do so and, and doing that because yeah, that's amazing. James May, we don't have the means to do so. We don't right. have, <laughs> we're, um, we're not, at, our, our manufacturer is in downtown LA, but that's, you know, she just has the means to do so. And I really, I really applaud anyone, you know, you included, for doing what we can right now. That's why yeah. I'm in my cameo, I'm donating proceeds to Feeding America. And I just, I really appreciate mm-hmm. everyone on our cast that's trying to help. Like Tom and Tom, they're, you know, they started a cameo specifically for, like outside of Tom Sandoval's own cameo, but they started one together just for the employees at Tom Tom. Yeah, I know. I, I, I love that. That was like, when he told me they were doing that, I was just like, that's, that's so amazing because they have so many people out of work right now and unemployment in California, I know has just been a bitch and some people haven't even got anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, shout out to, shout out to your beanies. Yes. That's really cool that, you know, we all just do, just do what you can. 
exactly save the world but we can do it one person at a time yeah and that's why i'm like trying to be consistent with i mean youtube that's easy to be consistent but even with my podcast like i've gotten a little off on what days i'm posting but i'm like i want to stay consistent and just like give that inter- little entertainment aspect to people too, just as a distraction. Cause it's like, yeah, you have the show once a week, but then you can have my podcast once a week. You have vlogs. Like I just like, I'm trying to do as much as I can to stay entertaining yeah. people in my own way. Cause I'm like, I, I don't have anything else I can really do here. Like that, I work that, out. that in itself is, is enough because that's what we all need. We all need that relief of, funny memes and TikToks and your vlogs and podcasts and TV shows. And that we're all looking for that quiet moment, either during the day or at nighttime, where you just get to decompress and laugh and, and be entertained by these things. I think it's all good. It's good for everyone. Totally. Speaking of TikTok, are you on it yet? Mm -mm. Why not? What am I going to do on TikTok with my two Um, my lanky ass arms? You could do, you don't have to just dance. I mean, Ariana has a TikTok mainly for making cocktails. You could like have one with Bowie and Gibson. I mean, you could play your guitar. You could do a lot of funny things. You have a beautiful house. There's a lot of things I think you could do. Okay. We'll talk about it after. I'll, I'll download the TikTok. Maybe I'll make the boy do it. He's pretty funny. Yeah. That's what I said too. I was like, oh, like Brett Kenyon. I'm like, I can't wait until like we can hang out again and do TikToks together because he's so creative and he's so funny. And I'm like, of course, right when I started TikTok, like we're in quarantine and I like was so excited to start one with him. But one day, (laughs) Um, another question that came in a bunch was, Will you be invited to Stassi or Lala's weddings if they happen? Now, we know Lala's is postponed because it's not happening next weekend. Yes, I was Um, invited to Lala's wedding. I was invited to her bridal shower. Um, And, of course, absolutely, I will be there just with bells on celebrating Lala and Rand. Uh, Stassi's, to be very honest, I know I don't think I will be. Who knows? Yeah. She says Um, it's a 50-50. I honestly don't think that it's going to happen. I feel like every time Stoss and I get to a place of calm, cool, and collected and um, something better than what you're seeing on the show, I feel like something happens that just takes it back down. So, yeah. And that's something being my after show comments that I've, I've talked about this on another interview before that I accepted responsibility for. I apologized for. I was being an asshole. I don't condone talking about someone's work ethic that way. I didn't mean it. I was spewing venom. I was pissed off. I I was hurt. I just said a lot of things that I didn't mean and it wasn't okay. I apologize. That wasn't good enough. So that's where we stand. And I think that's where it's going to stay. Yeah, I got that. I have to be okay with that. You know, I will be. What's so funny is the next question that I have is from at Eric ER. And it said, do you regret what you said about Stassi on the after show? (laughs) You just so naturally answered that without me asking you. But I do, okay. I do want to get into the after show a little bit because I just watched part of it last night for the first time and it actually really genuinely hurt my feelings to see the comments that Lala made about me in the two minutes I watched. I can't imagine if I watched the whole thing. My blood was boiling. Like my heart hurt. I was just like, I was in tears. I'm like, this is just, it's so mean. Like what have I ever done to you? other than be a good friend and be here and listen and go out of my way and invite you into my life and my home and like offer to cook you dinner and take you golfing. And like, I've tried so hard with her and I'm just like, why, why am I trying? Like, have you you talked to her about it? Have you texted her about it? No, I just saw the after show last night. And as of last week, she called me and wanted me to do her podcast. And I was like, so excited about it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. They were supposed to be in the desert this week. Obviously, we can't get together in person. But I was like, yeah, like, let me know. Like, we'll plan a time when we can record it. And then I never heard back from them. I know they did Watch What Happens Live this week. So maybe that's why they didn't come. Or maybe they're out there out here. I don't know. But I'm like, now I'm thinking, I'm like, but why do you want me on your podcast when you say there's there's nothing interesting about watching me? Right. Then what's interesting to talk to me about? I'm curious. I have a couple of feelings about this because I, I have not seen that after show either, but I did hear about it. I heard what she said about it. So my feelings are this. Number one, we do have a job to do where it's like we do poke fun at each other, whatever. Yet, 
you can call you Sheena can easily call me crazy, make funny, like little jabs at that, that are funny. It's yeah. funny. I don't, it does, I don't take it to heart. I know that you're like toying around with this idea of who people think I am and who I even say I am like, I'm right. crazy, whatever. You know what I mean? It doesn't hurt my feelings because it's yeah. funny and it's lighthearted. Same way when I've said before, I'm like, Sheena dresses like her sister, but Sheena dresses like a 19 year old. And if I had the body to dress, I'd literally text you this the other day. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. If I, if, I, if I had the body of Bella Hadid, same as you, I'd wear fucking pop pop all day long. And I'm 37 years old. So like there's. I mean, JLo still wears crop tops. She's 50. Right. Gwen so Stefani, I, like, oh, I can't because I'm 34. What? Because you're 29. It's okay. But 34 right. is not. I think that. I think that us poking, all poking fun at our, like, um, the thing that sticks out the most about us, like Schwartz being kind of a, like, pushover, a little pussy, and Tom yeah. being, like, over the top, and you wearing crop tops, and me being crazy, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's fine. But when it's taken to a level that actually is hurtful and mean, mean-spirited, yeah, I just don't stand by that. And that was that was not the full reason why I posted what I posted on Instagram about, you know, it's not cute because Lala's also not in her 30s. I said, if you're in your 30s and you're being, you know, this right. way, you're just an asshole. But, and then, so I, so I just don't understand it. I feel like I really want you and Lala to have a conversation and you need to um, express her that that like really fucking hurt your feelings because friends don't talk to, about friends like that is how yeah. I feel. And then I tried to, I was thinking back today actually, and Lala had posted something on Instagram that I texted her about, I think last week, when she was like a bitch to Raquel, which I totally don't fucking care. I think Raquel, whatever. But Lala had posted that um, that she knows that her fighting style is a certain way, that she knows that she says things that she goes too far. Sometimes she says shit that isn't right. And she'll always like own those things and apologize for them. And she recognizes that but that she won't live in shame. And I had texted her when she said that. And I said, I think this is really powerful about not living in shame for your actions, but you need to own them later. And I think when it came to the specific after show thing that she said about you in similar sense to what I said about Stasi, I think that she owes you an apology. Yeah, and I do too. And see, that's the difference with Lala and Stasi is yeah, they can both be a bitch, but like Stasi at this point, and I even talked to her the other day and she like, genuinely apologized to me she was like you know I've been watching like some of like the scenes back and she's like I was too harsh to you and like I'm sorry and I really appreciated that because it felt genuine that's nice. yeah that's but, nice. like but Lala it's like she says these things and it's it's mean like Stassi can make fun of my platforms and my crop tops but I feel it's very light-hearted when it comes from her right. now before it used to be more mean because it's a banter you and Stassi have had for like nine years and now exactly. it's no longer her being an asshole. She's like, I'm the fashion girl in this sense that Sheena would never wear my clothes. I would never wear Sheena's clothes. And it's something that you guys sort of have that's funny together. Yeah, totally. But Lala and I have never had that. Her right. comments are just, they're hurtful. And it's like, yeah. I'm like, to say there's like, it, it reminded me of Kim and Courtney in the episode last season when Kim's like, oh my God. the most uninteresting to yeah. look at. And I'm like, that that was fucking rude. Like, okay, there's nothing interesting to watch about me, right. but everything's interesting about you, right? Like, it's just this better than everyone attitude. And I just like, I don't want to text her about it. I don't want to do it on a phone call. I want to do it in person. I yeah. want to see her face to face. Unfortunately, you can't do it in person. Exactly. So I'm like, so do I just wait to say something? I mean, I'm talking about it on my podcast. Right. She's going to hear about it. I'm sure there's an article being written as we speak, as people are listening. Yeah, no shit. But like, I just like, I felt the need to say something because maybe she will hear this and reach out and apologize, but I'm not going to say anything until I'm able to be face to face because I want to have a real conversation, not a bullshit texting, like a FaceTime, like quarantined conversation, you yeah. know? No, I agree. And if it hurts you, then, then an apology is deserved and that's how I feel. Because I, I think if she would have left it simply at like something lighthearted about what she say, like your Jojo Siwa ponytail and your crop top. Bloody Jojo Siwa Yeah, ponytail. bloody thing. And then there was like more to it than that, that it's just not what I stand for. It's just not what I stand for. I don't think you should ever make anyone feel badly about um, like what I said yesterday about their style, about their quirks, about their compassion, about the way that the person that they are or that as they represent themselves as because... 
especially when it comes to style, like style is like, that's to each your own. Yeah. I don't knock anyone's style. Don't get me wrong. I'm not motherfucking Teresa. Like I might judge people behind their backs. <laughs> never hurt someone publicly or to their face. That shit is in the privacy of my own home. Right. And there's a difference. And there's again, a way to go about it that is funny and lighthearted that we can all poke fun at each other because we're all so different that it wouldn't yeah. be hurtful. And then there's a way to be a fucking asshole. So don't yep. be an asshole at the end of the day. Like I text It's not hard. I am it's so okay. easy to be nice. I'm okay <laughs> with being crazy if it means I'm not an asshole. Yeah, so. I'm I'm with you. Call me yeah. boy crazy all day long, but yeah, I'm not a dick. You're not an asshole. No, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, next question. At Lanita.locket wants to know if you can ever forgive James. Um, one day, maybe for myself, I would like to do so, but probably not. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't yeah. I think yeah. there's so much more content. I'm not going to get into this, but that's one of the most frustrating things ever for me about the show is people are like, she's obsessed with James. And I'm like, you literally couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, anyone who knows you. Especially knows. his fucking, like I've, I've actually backed Raquel and I don't care if I sound like a dick right now, but I've actually backed Raquel in the season and said like, she's really sweet. And I feel for her. I feel so badly for her when I see him, you know, in past episodes, when I, when I have seen him speak to her that way or text her that way in these rage things, alcohol or no alcohol, you don't speak to the person you love that way Yeah, and be so aggressive. And especially someone like Raquel, who, although she's not my favorite fucking human, she has never done anything, nor does any, nor is any woman deserve something like that, but especially right. Raquel, right? She yeah. treats James like he's fucking God's gift. She's there for him. She's sweet. She's kind. Like, she's not my fucking cup of tea. That's what's up. But for Raquel to be running around with this fucking flag thinking that I am obsessed with her fucking boyfriend, like, that bitch has got something else coming to her. So that being said, if everyone knew the, the bottom line of why I really hate, cannot stand James Kennedy, then you would get it a little bit more. Yeah. There was just more to the story. That's all. And well, I know. And I know that. And that's what, like, I'm thankful that you and I can separate our friendship from mine with him because. I mean, that I, like, the fuck out of me. Don't get me wrong. I hate yeah. being with him. I think it's just so losery. But, like, again, I, I can't control what people do. And that will be the detriment to myself if I try to control who hangs out with who or trying to make someone see my way to a point that it controls their life is yeah. not going to help me any yeah um, but I just I'm sick of hearing the narrative that I'm obsessed with James because now that you guys see the way he treated Raquel now I dated him for a year and a half so you don't think he treated me the same way yeah How much is that you know what I mean no I get it um and it yeah. also infuriates me when you have like I mean I'll just be frank with this Katie Maloney like being like, oh, James, I'm so proud of him now. I'm so proud of him. I'm like, you're so full of shit and off your fucking rocker. It is like not even funny. <laughs> like you didn't, you tried nothing more than to take him down more than even I did for a whole year. Yeah. And now you're just so proud of him and you guys are like, you guys are buddies. But anyway, so. <laughs> um, uh, at the real Johnny Brophy wants to know if you'll ever do another wine collab. Absolutely, and um, I nothing is happening at the moment. But I will, I'll just say that Ariana and I have been really wanting and uh, working towards something for for a hot minute. For almost, oh yeah, maybe like six seven months, we have something that we that we're trying to do, which I think people will really like. <laughs> Love that. At politics of pretty blog wants to know oh wait nope that was no that was the question from last week <laughs> i was like wait ariana's thoughts i had some um because i did tom and ariana last week and i was gonna yeah, do yeah. work right after so i had like general questions and then i had ones just specifically for you <laughs> next line um kelly k114 wanted to know she asked a general question to everyone if you feel that there's a divide in the cast now um, I mean, I do because it, me, Katie, and Stassi. I, I think they mean more so like the new and the like OGs. I feel that when I'm watching the show as a viewer, there's a huge divide and I don't like it. I don't, and this is no offense to our production company or to the network or anything, 
I just feel like watching it, I'm watching two different shows. And it's really hard for me to, especially during Jackson Brittany's wedding episodes. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck am I watching? I'm like, Jackson Brittany's wedding. Oh my God. <laughs> all, the, all the main cast, huge fucking deal. All of our friends and family, huge fucking deal. And then it's like, what's going back over, going on at Sir with Danica? And I'm like, who fucking cares? <laughs> who cares what Minnie Sheen is talking about right now? Like, I don't care. So there are certain points that I do feel that way. I think that if we get a season nine, um, I hope that not all of the new cast members will still be on the show. I hope that most of them will. They're specifically Dana and Max and Brett. Um, I like Brett a lot as a person. I don't like what I'm seeing on the show (laughs) at all from him. I love Dana and Max. And I think because when we first started filming season eight, everyone but Max was all very new to us. They were all very new to us. Oh, well, except I, I have been friends with Danica for a couple years. So for me, okay. I, I, was, I was excited because I was like, oh my God, yay, a friend like outside of this original group. Of OG. Yeah. yeah. But I think if we get a season nine, um, it'll make so much more sense because now we've had so much time to really truly get to know each other and develop real honest friendships. Yeah. And I think that that'll be um, really cool. I just feel like this was a little bit of a transition season. Yeah. Um, because they, at the end of the day, you know, it is about Lisa and it is about Sir still. And you were still at Sir. And like Brittany came back to Sir. Jax was at Sir. And these people worked at Sir. So it was like, it doesn't make sense to not include them. But for me personally, I should have said that first. I don't work at Sir. So therefore, I did not get to know them in the same way that right. people did. I do want you to get to know Danica and Charlie more, though, because, like, Charlie I mean, is not my faves right now. Like, we're the prettiest on the show, and we're so cool. And I'm like, just take a seat. Like, we invented this, so you can calm the fuck down. Welcome to being on a television show that was already built after eight seasons of blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, you don't have to respond. I know she's your friend. I'm not saying she's a shitty person, but I, I don't have time for that shit. Like, I, she just, Charlie's yeah. the type of person where she like, she just says whatever's on her mind. And I don't think you've got to see a lot of that yet, but like, she's really funny. And like, listen, everyone wants to be on Vanderpump Rules until they're on, they're on Vanderpump Rules. So let's see her shed some blood, sweat and tears and see how she feels. Right I, now, feel I, like... I know nothing about her except her last name because she doesn't show any emotion. That's why I loved, I like watching Dana on the show because yeah. Dana is honest and real i like watching max on the show because max is honest and real yeah i don't know anything about them except trying to be some version of who we all were for the past seven seasons (laughs) i think too with charlie because i was the only one literally who liked her and like i mean i warmed up to her right off the bat like when she introduced herself we just like clicked and I think because yeah, like because she really she only had me. Closet. <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of like duplicates. Like, <laughs> like again, but, I'm not being a bitch. I'm not saying she's not a good person or she sucks or anything. It's just what I see and what I've seen being around her and what I'm watching on the show just looks like a joke to me. And I am very protective over this show and our cast and what we've all bled for so many years, like you're, yeah. you know, all the weddings and your divorce and all the breakups, all the friendship, all the history. And I'm, I'm very picky about who walks into this circle. There are more things specifically about Charlie that I, I know I filmed and conversations that I've had with her, which I don't know what you'll see or not see. Obviously we never do, but she actually has been through a lot in her life and she does have a big story to tell. I just don't know if you're going to see much of it this season. So I do genuinely hope if there is a season nine that she sticks around because she she really has a lot more to her than what's being shown. And I think if you actually like knew the things I knew about her, you'd have like more respect for her. So just keep keep an open mind. Yeah, that's fair and fine. I and I would be open to learning those things if she knows her role. Yeah. I think she held back a lot because she didn't really know what she was doing. Like she just like started working at Sir and then it's like, boom, you're on the show. And she's like, what? I don't know anyone. She was on a fucking reality show. That's what she was doing. And it was annoying. Yeah. 
Anyway, I don't like question. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, okay. Uh, if the show ends tomorrow, what do you want to do next? That was a question that came in general for everyone. Like, I mean, what? Every it's everything that I've been doing that I'm so excited about about finishing my book and the book yeah. moving on to be a series and still doing James May. It, it, all of those. I mean. It's what I'm literally doing every day right now. So, of course, the show is so much fun and it's just, it's a part of who I am. It's, I'm 37 years old. I've done it for the last nine plus years of my life. Yeah. It's so effing weird to not keep doing it because we enjoy it. Like, it's frustrating and it can be very hard. And, you know, but at the same time, it's so rewarding. And I love the people that the, the connection that we have with people. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, things can't go forever. And if it were to ever end, that's exactly what I would be doing was writing, finish, you know, writing the second book and the first one becoming a series and then just to keep going from there. Okay. I love this. And I want to get more into it because I have read every word in every page of your book and I'm obsessed. I love you for that. You were the first one to like actually read it cover to cover. Oh my God, no way. Oh, and it took me so long. So I'm glad I was still the first. <laughs> yeah, you did it on flights because you were traveling a lot then. Yeah, but I just, I mean, for me too, like specifically like our age group, it was so nostalgic. Like there yeah. were so many like junior high, high school moments that I was like, oh my God, me too, me too, me too. I was like, wow. Oh. I was like, we've always been equally as boy crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so for those of my listeners who don't know exactly what your book's about and just think like, why would I listen to dating advice from Kristen? Yeah. I want you to give your book spiel because everyone, I promise you, it is such a good read and it's just, it's entertaining as fuck. Like I genuinely enjoyed it and not just because I love you, but it was very, very well written. So Thank go ahead. You. Yeah. So first and foremost, number one, I don't have a ghostwriter. Michelle Alexander, she wrote Hollywood's Guy in 10 Days. She is one of my, she's literally probably my, one of my BFFFF sisters of all time. She's like a big sister to me now. We spent morning, noon, and night writing this together. So I've, I've never spent that much time with someone without having one single argument and just like falling in love with her. Yeah. And it essentially, it's a book of my dating past. So it starts with my very first kiss to where I'm at now. Many things you're going to see that are, or read that are very post Vanderpump Rules season eight filming. I know. It's very so good. We don't use names in the book because the names don't matter because every woman has gone through. Whether well, that's what I love too. Like all of your chapters, it's like, you know, the, like give, give just like a couple examples of some of your chapters so people get it. Yeah. You mean like the pseudonyms? Yeah. So yeah. we refer to everyone as he. So it's basically a book it's called He's Making You Crazy. And it's a facetious look on the fact that we're taking the C word back. We're taking crazy back. So rather than when someone calls you crazy, you take it as an offense and you're like, I'm not psycho. I'm not crazy. No, it's like, you know what? I am a little fucking crazy. And you know why? Because it's mostly your fault. Because <laughs> when I was five years old and when I was seven and when I was 10 years old, I raised my hand in class. I... If I thought a boy was cute, I told him he was cute. Nothing made me feel insecure. Nothing made me feel untrustworthy. Yeah. Until guy number one, number two, number three, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. These guys over time chip away at your self-esteem and they chip away at like your self-growth and your self-confidence. And suddenly you're not trustworthy, trusting anymore. Like you're finding men untrustworthy and you start looking through their texts in their phone because the last guy did it to you. And that guy ghosted you. So now you think everyone's going to ghost you. And there are just so many patterns. And there are also a few, a little heavier hitting chapters. Yeah. Um, a little more serious. So, but all in all, it's very tongue in cheek. It's lighthearted. But again, like we use pseudonyms. So there's, I don't know, like my first Macter. Um, I'll, I'll safely say we refer to Carter as Bubble Boy. I mean, that's going to be pretty obvious to everyone. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, and there were like a few chapters that I was like, wait, I've heard this story, but I was like, wait, who's this one about? And I was like, yeah. okay, wait, this one's definitely this person. Yeah, but you're that's like, you're like, who's that? <laughs> I was like taking notes. I was like, okay, I have to ask her about page 23, 37, and all of 58. <laughs> and, <I was> like, <laughs> and there are some that I will never tell, but the, you know, my friends are family that know what they know. Yeah. Um, but I'll never, 
you know, disclose who anyone else is because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we've all been through it and it could be that guy or that guy or that guy. It really is such a relatable book. I mean, especially for those of us who are a little older and have been through multiple relationships, like it was just, there were so many things in there that I was just like, me too, me too. Like I kept like texting you, like when I would read, cause I was like, oh my God, this part and this part. And you're like, I mean, you know, obviously because you wrote the book. Think about like all, we've all been called crazy by some dude because we are what, in his opinion, irrational because we're emotional because we have opinions Mm -hmm. because our feelings were hurt because we wanted to call him out on his bullshit because he lied because he was lazy. So we're crazy. And that's so we take the the words the c word back. We wear it as a badge of honor, and we go, "You're right. I am fucking crazy." But you know what? I am also kind. I'm empathetic. I'm smart. I'm funny. I get shit done. I'm cool as fuck. I don't care if I'm crazy. If I have all of those things to back me up, suck it. I mean, yeah, I took it and put it on a beanie. I got boy crazy (laughs) coming soon. I'm like, you want to call me crazy? I'll tell you how crazy I am. And you know what? I did. I I realized, like, in that moment with Max, like, obviously, it was very emotional at that time when he called me that. Mm -hmm. But then, like, that next weekend, I went to Vegas and, you know, just got into my normal single Sheena Vegas shenanigans. And I got back that weekend and I had an epiphany and I was like, dude, you're right. Like, I didn't realize it, but like, I guess I, I kind of am, but I was like, you know, I mean, it's, it's not like a bad thing. It just, I, I realized that I was just dating boys and that was my problem is boys were making me crazy. And now yes. you and I are both dating men. Cause and, they, were stringing, they were stringing you along. They were telling yeah. you everything you wanted to hear. And then when they decided they didn't want you to be their girlfriend, like they had led you on to believe that you were going to be perhaps, mm-hmm. or at least that they put you on this pedestal of suddenly they pulled away and you were confused by it. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah. How the fuck are you crazy when they led you to believe all those things? That's why ladies no. and boys save the receipts. Oh, that <laughs> moment. And I love Max and I like low-key felt bad about doing that, but that was one of my proudest moments yeah, that was in eight years on this show. <laughs> hysterical. I text both you and Max that and tweeted about it that I was like, I love Max, but I bowed down to Sheena going to the Shelby because when I watched that episode and you walked in, I'm like, oh, fuck, Sheena. Yeah. Fucking why? Like, why are you there to check up on him? And then when you pulled the receipts out. Well, and also the receipt of him saying, stop by. Do you want to come by? Like, I was like, he literally invited me there. So I wasn't crazy. Sheena just showed up. Mm -hmm. But it was so so good. All right. Well, I actually have a couple more podcasts to do. I'm doing Rachel O'Brien's next. So I got to hop off, but everyone be sure if you're not already follow Kristen Doty on Instagram. She's going to be doing TikTok soon because I'm going to make her pre-order her book on Amazon or wherever it's called. And check out some James May, M-A-E. Go buy some t-shirts. They're so comfy. I love them. They're unisex. And anything else that I missed? No, that's so perfect. And I miss you. And I can't wait to hug you. I know. I know. I just want to squeeze you. Okay. Love you so much. I love you too. Thanks for doing this. Okay. Bye, honey. Thanks for listening, guys. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans. Download new episodes every Tuesday and subscribe on the Podcast One app at podcastone.com or at Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. Uh, With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you.